0: well hello everybody so glad you can join us and we're gonna start the show by snacking on meat sticks then we're gonna talk about stories that have to do with rock stars and did they go too far mark's going to tell us about youtube videos that make him cry and we're also going to talk about creepy kids in paranormal corner
1: and welcome back to Snack a Little, Talk a Little.
0: I'm Mark. And I'm Jana, bringing the meat. <laughs> oh my
1: gosh. I nearly hit the ding during your intro when I you said the meat sticks. I nearly did myself.
0: My own damn self. <laughs> Take a look here.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Looks like the little special hors d'oeuvres, eh? It does.
1: This looks awesome. This is
0: unusual what we're doing here.
1: Okay. okay. Unusual. What That a doesn't little, make sense little, to me. Little. What Our show is unusual.
0: So see the little, these are meat sticks. Right. I slipped. I slipped. I, I cut dates in half. Okay. I and recognize the dates the date. are the bun, and it's a jalapeno meat stick. It's a Archer Country, I think it's called, or Archer County. I have to look it up. Um, they're hundred percent.
1: You don't have any smell. Grass
0: fed. You don't smell that. No. Oh my heck, Mark. Do you have
1: COVID? No. <laughs> Darn I'm not ready with the coronavirus drop sound effect.
0: <laughs> well, you got meat in your hand, and. Okay. That's... <laughs> Also, we oh. to, to wet your whistle. We're having Henry Weinhard's black cherry cream gourmet. Soda. Oh, awesome! Okay, so those are uh, like I say, hundred percent. <laughs> <laughs> there's
1: much, just there's beef. How much you been drinking? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not enough. Okay, All right, so, so this, this is an interesting taste.
1: View. This is the sweet sweetness of the date, right? Around the spiciness of the meat.
0: A, a nice natural <laughs> sweetness. Right. By the way, we have a cranberry mustard dipping sauce. I don't know that it needs it, but just in case you want to dip it.
1: I, I think I'll try it, but that that was actually an interesting flavor of the sweetness of the date and the hotness of the
0: And I and I cooked them in the air fryer. By the way, you guys, so okay, so I slice the date and you wrap it around the the meat stick, which I cut into about, eh, about one inch slices. And so now it kind of looks like a ginormous, well, a small hot dog, but compared to the, to the date bun, it's a big <laughs> hot dog. And then you put in the air fryer for about four minutes. I thought, well, now, why don't we also wrap some of them in bacon?
1: Ah, I love the bacon. <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to try the Please. the sauce. So you have a sauce here. And what kind of sauce it's, is this? It's
0: a uh, hot cranberry mustard. Not that hot, but it's spicy cranberry mustard.
1: I see that. I gotta, I'm going to dip it in again. Again.
0: I can't believe you can't smell that. No, this I'm, I can I'm smell. I'm gonna get
1: close to it. This, this I can smell. I can smell the mustard. You couldn't smell this.
0: all this when you came but, when you came here today. No. Oh, see, because I'm like always oh, gonna know.
1: No, I know I, I there's don't know. something. Porky. I don't know what's going on.
0: <laughs> Maybe you do have COVID. <laughs> Maybe you do. It's a good all thing right. I'm all the way over here. Mm. Okay. I like that I can hear the crunch because the it, it only takes four minutes and you do get just a little bit of crunch with these.
1: Okay. Um. Yes, I don't think it needs the mustard. I like the mustard. Uh-huh. I like the flavor. Yeah, it's 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 not, but it's spicy it's a, it, on its
0: own, or or it's flavorful on its own. I was
1: gonna say flavorful. It's not for okay. me. That's not spicy. So I'm gonna try it. The jalapeno and the meat is a little bit spicy. So that'll be interesting
0: mm-hmm. to see how you
1: could. I know you don't Mm-mm. you don't like the heat necessarily, but think yeah, it's really good.
0: So it's meaty. Mm-hmm. It's chewy from the date. And like you said, a little bit of sweetness. Hmm. It's.
2: Hmm. Hmm.
0: You guys, imagine if you will, you know, like there are bacon, not bacon, there are maple flavored sausage. This doesn't taste like that,
1: but. It's similar in the sense that it's a sweetness with meat eating meat. So that, that
0: works for most people, this would work for you right. as well.
1: Right. By and, the way, the the Henry Weinhardt's uh, Black Cherry Cream Soda. Mm-hmm. Really
0: good. Oh, yeah?
1: Henry okay. Weins Weinhart's is uh, a brewery, actually, up in Portland, Oregon, and that's where this comes from.
0: That is good. Oh yeah. Right here, I'll put this over here where.
1: That's a good. That's a good. Uh, where you can add more. That's a good wine to have with this meat.
0: <laughs> yes, got a nice bouquet. All right. So right, now you're going to so, go in for the bacon. Oh, wrapped. so you
1: wrap the whole thing in bacon. I thought right. maybe it was just a meat stick nope. wrapped in bacon. So there's a
0: meat stick. There's a date. A meat stick, and then it's wrapped in bacon. Now this is the the little tiny. Um, Strips that are pre-cooked, but then you heat them, so it's oh, not like bacon? the thick slice stuff. Yeah, oh, right, right. Yeah, I just thought you know, these you would know be what? more. It is interesting reliable. to look
1: at because lately, in by lately I mean the last couple of years, I have been buying the thick slice bacon so much so that when I see this, it automatically tells me. Oh, this is weak sauce bacon. Right,
0: right. Well, hopefully, <laughs> I'm so used to the thick bacon. Hopefully, this is a good use for that weak sauce bacon.
1: All right, I'm putting my whole thing in my mouth. And then, mm.
0: Okay, well, I'm liking the sound of the crunch. I mean, there's a lot of crunch factor. Mm. Like I say, it's really good. I liked this because it was easy, it, it's thin enough that it's pliable to wrap it around everything. And it didn't take long for it to fully cook. And that's obviously important since there's pork involved. I mean it smells good.
1: That's a that's a quite a flavorful mouthful of meat. Okay, let
0: me try let me try let Let me get into that. Anything
1: I say is gonna get dinged on this, but it really is. That was really really good. And for those of you I don't know if you guys Mm. I don't know if dates are are available. Well, I guess pretty much anything's available across the country or across the world. But uh, dates are popular out here because we actually have in our county, uh, which we have giant counties out here in California, but our county actually has an international date festival every year, and uh, the dates are from date palms, from palm trees, and so that's why they're kind of part of our culture out here.
0: So I tried it without the bacon, and I tried it with. Mm-hmm. It's good either way. You don't need the bacon, but you do need
1: you do that is that's uh, good again I think you have come up with something great that if you would have told me well I guess you did tell me ahead of time but I'm here to try things I I would say that doesn't sound that appetizing with the date I'd rather just have the meat without the date but you know what that's great that bacon wrapped date with the meat stick jalapeno (laughs) this is good stuff I'm telling you this is a good order d'oeuvre. When we open the restaurant, the snack-a-little, <laughs> talk-a-little restaurant... Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> By the way, got I got a lot more jalapeno on that second sausage. Did you? Woo!
1: <laughs> we'll get some water there, because I don't know if the uh, black cherry uh, cream soda is going to be enough there, the gourmet soda.
0: It sure is. Let good. me
1: see. I'm going to read the ingredients off here to the cream soda. Please. It says, uh, carbonated water, cane sugar, natural and artificial flavors. Oh, come on, Henry Weinhardts, Why? Why <laughs> put artificial flavors, uh, caramel color, red number forty, blue number one? Oh, artificial colors as well.
0: Oh, well, come on, you knew. I mean, how citric often acid. They're not soda- all of that.
1: Well, you know that's the thing. When I go to, and I don't know if I mentioned it on the show before, Galco's soda pop yep. shop in L.A. Mm-hmm. I know I've mentioned it to you. I don't know if I mentioned it on the show. I like to go and find the custom brewed or micro brewed sodas that don't have artificial stuff and everything the natural type of things in them but uh i mean it's good stuff but you know i just i prefer to have my sodas without that kind of stuff in it
0: (laughs) okay well it it is tasty though. it
1: is tasty it's very tasty
0: i just want to tell you guys about the beef sticks that i got listen there are a lot of beef sticks out there i feel like As beef sticks sticks go, these ones are, I don't know if I care that they're grass-fed beef. I I mean, I guess it's good. Those are happy cows, right? Um, Zero sugar, though. So. I like that. Country Archer, Pro Visions, Zero Sugar, Jalapeno Beef Stick. They also have turkey ones, which I didn't make turkey with this, and I should sometime. We'll try it sometime just to see. But uh, yeah, Zero Sugar. And grass-fed beef is the first thing thing on the uh, ingredient list
1: oh that's great so there you go yeah we'll see that compensates for all the crap that's in the soda
0: see (laughs) it's
1: all about balance exactly it's all a big balance (laughs) so uh I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to nibble on that the rest of the show or not because it's such a crunchy. good mouthful yep. and crunchy. I may not be able to talk after. I
0: hear you. We'll finish up after the show. All right.
1: Well, I just want to do uh, before we get to the next your mm-hmm. your next subject. Mm-hmm. I just want to mm-hmm. do a quick follow up on the last week's show about the rooster that was keeping me up for a week. Uh, it's been a week now, and it did stop. It did finally stop on the Monday morning that our show dropped was the first morning there was no rooster. I still woke up at five between five thirty, five forty five in the morning, because by that time I'm conditioned to wake up. But even on the first Monday I was like going, okay, I'm not gonna say that it's gone because you never know. They maybe gave it to a, a friend for a day and it's gonna be back. It wasn't <laughs> right. back it wasn't back all week. And honestly, it has taken me a week to get back on a regular sleeping schedule because That was forcing me, because I was losing so much sleep in the morning, hour and a half of sleep in the morning, I was actually taking a nap in the afternoon Mm -hmm. on such a regular basis that that became my, that was my regular sleeping pattern, and it was tough to not take that afternoon nap. Yeah. So anyway, I think I'm uh, about 95% back to my regular schedule. Oh, good. And uh, I don't know what happened to the rooster, but... I just hope that he never comes back. That was ridiculous. It was ridiculous to go on that long. Yeah. It was stupid.
0: And I'm still yodeling and sleeping. <laughs> <No way>. oh. <laughs> all right.
1: So what do you what do you got for us on this? Dude, uh,
0: I've got stuff
1: for you. That sounds really interesting, what you
0: have. Uh, you know, you hear about the tales of drinking and death and debauchery and the, all of that sex, drugs, rock and roll. Right. right. We hear all about Woo! it. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, I got some stories for you. Well, on tour with Motley Crue in 1984, Ozzy Osbourne reportedly. What do you think? I know the story. I know the story. I think you know it. I think that you. It was in the movie.
1: It was in the movie. uh, The movie about Motley Crue. I don't know. Did you ever see the Netflix movie about Motley Crue? No. It was in this. They 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 reenacted this in the movie.
0: Okay. Well, he reportedly snorted a line of ants. Right. After being unable to find any cocaine. Right. Crew bassist Dicky Six witnessed the inhaling of the innocent insects, while Aussie has gone on record as stating that he has zero recollection of the incident. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> that I can understand. Okay. Yeah, there was there was a there was a there is probably still is on Netflix a Motley Crew movie called The Truth, or the, I forget exactly what it's called, but it is uh, it's R plus rated and it is terrible and it talk about debauchery and all that stuff it's all in there and they do have a scene that they recreated in there of Ozzy Osbourne snorting up a line of ants
0: Ozzy man (laughs) oh man Uh, okay well there's the guy with that rebel yell Billy Idol spent three weeks hosting parties in his Oriental Hotel Penthouse in 1989. The Rebel Yell Rocker was charged for 149000 by the Thailand establishment for room fees and wow. damages. Idol ignored the hotel management and refused to vacate the room. He had to be forcibly removed by the military, being carried out on a stretcher by Thai soldiers after being shot with a tranquilizer dart. Oh my gosh! <laughs> That's some serious partying, man. <laughs> okay, this is one that I've I've heard about this because of, I believe it was Tommy Lee. Okay. But I didn't didn't know the name of the person. Cynthia Plastercaster. Though not a rock star, Cynthia Albritton, a.k.a. Cynthia Plastercaster, has gotten closer to them than almost anyone else. This Chicago artist and self-proclaimed recovering groupie is responsible for creating plaster molds of the penises of more than 50 rock stars since the 1960s. (laughs)
1: Wow! Yes, I did. I never heard of that. I mean, not that I've never heard of doing that. I never knew there was someone who
0: I want to know. Was is famous there a for doing book? That. Was there somebody photographing all of this? Do you want to know if there's a museum to go to? I want to <laughs> know. I mean, how does this? Is she okay? I don't. I I know vaguely about it because I've heard because Tommy Lee used to be, be on the Mark and Brian show. You guys, if you're not from around here, they were uh, L.A. radio disc jockeys and they were gosh they were doing it for 25 years many
1: years and they were syndicated for about the last eight to ten years i think or something yeah and they like had that. tommy leon so they... and he
0: talked about his schlong yeah. and that it had been cast but i want to know what i don't know is they wouldn't do it when it's flaccid right all well, right so who would do who would ever what's do that going on
1: <laughs> well you gotta get things going and guess you, so you, Hopefully the I
0: might read her book when that comes out.
1: <laughs> By the way, uh have you ever seen uh Tommy Lee's Schlong? No. Oh. Well.
0: I've heard stories but I've not I've looked... seen it. Oh, well. <laughs> well, now <nah>, let me <laughs> Is that one me... of the things on YouTube that makes you cry?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly would. <laughs> Uh, no, I I saw the uh, original video of Tommy Lee and Pam Anderson when it came oh, right. out. They had a, back okay. in the day, that was a VHS, and it was a copy of a copy that got sent around. And your finger
0: slipped. Oh, and it well, was, how did this get here? No, no, it was, it was
1: something that was passed around. It was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it was kind of like back in the day when you had those uh, jokes that were photocopied
0: mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. were
1: grainy and stuff, but they were photocopied around the office. Passed it was around. that kind of video, yeah. but it was... It, it, you know, guys would pass that around and we'd watch it just to we had to check it out. It was you know you part know. of the news. It was right. the, let's let's see what I mean, come on, it featured Pamela Anderson naked, but Tommy Lee is a freaking horse. horse. I mean it really was I've
0: heard that about James Woods as it was well.
1: Unbelievable. And Milton Burrow. Oh, didn't It's know famous about that. for that. Yeah. Huh.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, how about Jimi Hendrix?
1: Welcome to Penis Talk. <laughs>
0: By all accounts, Jimi Hendrix was Cynthia Plastercaster's first subject. She met he- with him in Chicago in 1968 and has said that he was extremely easy to work with and her favorite of all of her subjects. Interesting.
1: I do wonder, she's got to have a museum or a display or something somewhere there. That's Just just out of the freaky nature of what it is, yes. it's something I would be
0: interested in seeing. Right? I know. I, I feel a little dirty for admitting it, but... <laughs> Keith Moon, the destructive antics of drummer Keith Moon reportedly got the Who band from every single Holiday Inn. They were right. staying at Holiday Inn.
1: Well, maybe back then, Holiday Inn was a little bigger than... Was them. the... I don't know. The, there, but I can't the Who think is of a famous. When you first started this, I thought, I hope she brings up the Who, because they're famous for destroying hotel rooms. They were the hmm. original ones, if you will, that I'm aware of that were famous for destroying uh, hotel rooms.
0: Well, on his 21st birthday... He was said to have driven his Rolls Royce into a swimming pool at the Michigan Holiday Inn. Oh, my gosh. Bad boy. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of Motley Crue, Nikki Sixx. On December twenty third, 1987, in Hollywood, Motley Crue bassist Nikki Sixx was declared dead for two minutes after a near-fatal injection of heroin. In his autobiography, Six recalled how a girlfriend of Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash frantically gave the rocker mouth to mouth until paramedics arrived six was transported to a local hospital and released the next day he admittedly began shooting up again almost immediately
1: yeah unbelievable i think this was also covered in that uh Whew. netflix uh docudrama
0: keith richards unbelievable i mean we know he looks like he's been partying You're since right? keith birth. Richards. how is keith richards still alive <laughs> He claims that once he snorted the ashes of his his deceased father, his manager brushed it off as a joke, but Richards has repeatedly made the same claim um, in recent years. I have
1: heard of that too. What a weird thing to do. Secret, I guess. What a. James Brown. In
0: 1988, James Brown stormed into an insurance company next to his office in Augusta, Georgia, and pulled a shotgun on employees for allegedly using his toilet. Brown (laughs) reportedly had been high on PCP when the incident happened. He then led police on a car chase from the scene before being arrested and serving three years at South Carolina State Park Correctional Center.
1: Wow! And and his booking photo is also. Fa- I can picture it now.
0: Maybe I have. yeah. Now that you mention it, it's it's
1: it's it's, a, it's it's terrible. He looks horrible.
0: Oh, Ace Freely, his guitarist Ace Freely once allegedly chugged perfume in a drunken stupor. According to bandmate Paul Stanley, Freely was uh, already intoxicated during a limo ride and purposely drank the entire bottle of perfume after learning that it contained alcohol. Oh my gosh. Goodness.
1: Wow.
0: That Wow. Might tell you that you've got a problem. Yeah,
1: you, I think you've gone a little too far on that one.
0: Rick James, he's a very freaky boy. <laughs> Funk by any. I'm Rick James, bitch. Rick James was arrested in 1991 for torturing a woman while high on crack cocaine. I remember this in the news. James and his 21-year-old girlfriend were accused of holding the woman hostage at James Hollywood Hills' home for 2 days, forcing her to have sex and burning her with James crack pipe. Well,
1: cocaine's that's a hell not of a drug. Very nice. <laughs> there's there's that interview with him where he actually says, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. And Dave Chappelle on his Chappelle's Show did uh, a lot of mocking and and stuff in his skits about about that. Uh, amazing stories.
0: I don't know who that is. Here we go. Ted Nugent. Wait, 1970- you don't know who no, no, is? No, 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 no. Sorry. Oh, you mean something? Well, yeah. Okay. I was like Tommy you don't know I- Dave Chappelle. Tommy Iommi or something like that. Eh. Yeah,
1: Tommy Iommi. He was uh, on Black Sabbath. Guitarist. Oh yeah.
0: Sure. Sure enough. Okay. Well, here. Black Sabbath guitarist Tommy Iommi has confessed to a prank gone wrong in which he tossed a bucket's worth of alcohol onto drummer Bill Ward. The prank went wrong when Ward immediately burst into flames. <laughs> it's oh, not funny. Yeah. I For think reasons I have heard that, that, that too. are still unclear, it soaked third-degree burns into his legs. Wow. Well, maybe he was smoking. Yeah, he must have been He'd, smoking
1: yeah. or something. Something added. Ted Nugent
0: in 1978, 30-year-old Ted Nugent became involved with 17-year-old Pele Massa. To get around the fact that she was under 18, Nugent convinced her parents to sign documents making him her legal guardian. They were then able to live together freely, and the pair remained intimate for almost a decade.
1: Ted! Wow, I wonder about that. I I mean, I I don't know how Hmm. truthful... I mean, look, I'm not here to defend Ted Nugent and his stuff, but I, I gotta say, one of the things that I did learn recently about Ted Nugent is that he claims... He didn't do drugs and stuff. In fact, as much as a – because he was the party guy in the 70s with his music and everything. Yes. But now, of course, he's a very outspoken gun Mm -hmm. nut and conservative and stuff like that. But now he is claiming that uh, he didn't do drugs and that if anyone on his staff in the band was doing drugs, they were out. Because he wanted to give a great performance for everyone, you can't play well when you're on drugs. I mean, he says this over and over in current interviews. I just remember when I was a kid, Ted Nugent was the, you know, party guy. Good friends and a bottle of wine with one of his songs the and
0: crows be picking at your flesh.
1: Although I guess I guess wine isn't necessarily a drug per se. Alcohol, you know, it, well back then it wasn't considered a drug. So yeah. So I'm not sure. I do know that uh, someone that I went to high school with that I met at one of our uh, reunion get-togethers, she claims, and I have no reason to doubt her, that – wait, hold on. i got a burp coming up from that soda. Hold on.
0: Drugs, <laughs> drugs don't necessarily mean that you aren't a whore, though. Right, so, right. Or but have she, bad judgment.
1: <laughs> this, this girl that I went to school with, she was a f- uh, few grades uh, above me, she was a roadie for Ted Nugent. In fact, she was the only female roadie for Ted Nugent, and uh, I don't think she lives locally, but maybe next time she's in town, I can get her on the show, and maybe she'll uh, share some stories with us.
0: Well, I that would be awesome.
1: Because it would be interesting to ask her
0: mm-hmm.
1: about Ted Nugent, uh, his, the drug policy that he now claims, and what she thought, if she knew back then, about because it right. sounds like this was probably around that same era, about his uh, 17-year-old yes.
0: Yeah, how he got around that. That's
1: weird. That's creepy.
0: Well, we knew David Lee Roth would come into the picture. (laughs) Van Halen frontman David Lee Roth allegedly paid his roadies extra money for finding the hottest groupies while on the road. Roth reportedly gave any roadie who picked the women he ultimately deemed worthy of betting after the show an extra hundred bucks.
1: And my understanding from the mythos of Van Halen is that they had numbers on their stage or the stage was like a clock. And they would actually call out to their roadies, different, you know, three o'clock or two o'clock, so they'd look out and hmm. in, in able to. Now, now I don't know if that was. Look, uh, some of this stuff, I mean, uh, certainly could be real. No, mm. no doubt about it. It's rock and roll and debauchery, right? But there is also the hype around it back then. This is before the internet. That, you know, also instills. Oh, they're wild rock and roll guys and stuff like that. I mean, not that. Uh, you know, it sounds, sounds like I'm making excuses for him, right?
0: Kind of, but yeah.
1: But I'm, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm so skeptical about media that even media back then, legacy media, you know, it could still be hyped up. But I also do know that uh, I had my next door neighbor, who was like a sister to me. We were kind of like family. Uh, she, she and one of her friends were groupies for Van Halen. And I remember one time that they said, she said something like, "Yeah, they, they know my first name," you know. So I don't know.
0: Well, we need to, we need to have the uh, your your friend. I know. Your, your I'm thinking maybe I should have both
1: of these people in here. Now I think about it.
0: Well, Izzy Stradlin, Guns N' Roses guitarist. Right. He was arrested in 1989 for urinating in the aisle of a plane en route to visit family in Indianapolis. <laughs> he was heavily intoxicated. Wow. I sense a pattern here with a lot of these <laughs> uh, rockers. Stradlin claims he grew tired of waiting for the bathroom to become vacant, so he unz- unzipped and let loose. Wow, Led Zeppelin. Now, I mean, there's—I mean, they're a little bit before our time. What do you mean? I don't remember hearing like stories of Zeppelin, so I think they're really well, heavy I partying stories, days. Stories. Were I certainly... probably before I was really un- plugged into that kind of thing. You know, knowing more, hearing more about it. I don't know. Well, let's hear what it is. Yeah. They were banned from the Edgewater Hotel in 1969 for partying too hard. The band was persona non grata at the Seattle establishment, but managed to sneak back in by using false names in 1977. Once inside, the group began to misbehave again and allegedly tossed five TV sets out the window and into the waters of the Puget Sound. Wow. Good good dudes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: out of control.
0: Chris Robinson from the Black Crows. Singer Chris Robinson was arrested in 1991 for an incident inside a 7-Eleven in Denver, Colorado. Robinson was angry about not being able to buy booze after midnight. The woman made a comment that she'd never heard of the Black Crows, and Robinson spit on her. <laughs> I mean, as things go, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't peeing in the aisle. He just spit on her big deal. Yeah, but still,
1: what, <laughs> well, what
0: kind of reaction is I that? Know.
1: <laughs> and come on, you're just the Black Crows. It's not like you're Led Zeppelin. <laughs> uh, I can see uh, not hearing the black, of the Black Crows. I
0: guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I really like the Black Crows, so I'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what rock have you been hiding under? Okay just a couple more here gene simmons kiss bassist gene simmons reportedly has a photo album of the four thousand plus women he slept with over the years simmons said that he's just like a tourist and he's been taking shots of each of his lovers since the early 70s so i gotta say <laughs> if this is accurate right how does shannon tweed feel about that more importantly how would i feel about that how would you feel about that if your person keeps pictures of all of their past lovers
1: that well but you know look when you're marrying or dating a big rock star how are you not going to expect weird behavior and odd things like that i wouldn't like it at all don't get me wrong okay but i mean gene simmons i and the other thing is he is a master marketer guy and, and certainly uh exaggerator and all that although for all we know he has this album but What, did he take Polaroids back then? Maybe. I guess. The
0: quality of the photos may have improved. I don't
1: remember seeing that commercial for Polaroid that (laughs) Gene Simmons. No, not uh, yet. Not yet. Let me get a picture of that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying maybe it's excusable when you're a rock star and it's part of your. I'm not saying it's excusable, but I'm saying that if you're going to
1: date a rock star, you got to expect that number one, they probably have done that with groupies a lot
0: well agreed but the photo album you don't think that she'd be like yeah you're not taking the photo album into our house i or some does I'm, shannon I'm tweed you. say yeah i know it's well, that this is the why we have this b- well, bajillion you know, shannon, dollar mansion shannon tweed was
1: a playboy I, model i'm aware so she has they pictures of her that everyone saw yes so maybe he's you know if he's not sharing them these photo albums with everyone. I don't know, maybe we ought to call Gene and get him on the show. You know, I bet if he's promoting something, he'll come on our show to promote it. (laughs) For
0: Sure. (laughs) Well, you know, you can't talk about rock and roll and not include Freddie Mercury. I saw the movie. He was a partier. To celebrate the launch of Queen's jazz album in 1978, frontman and consummate showman Freddie Mercury threw a party for 400 guests inside the Fairmont, New Orleans. Dubbed the Saturday Night in Sodom, The party took place on (laughs) Halloween night and allegedly cost more than $275,000. The evening's entertainment included contortionists, fire eaters, and strippers. That doesn't sound that bad.
1: (laughs) No. That's it? That's That's the story? Wow. Because that that was actually, I think, featured in the movie, if I'm not mistaken. Wasn't
0: it? I mean, I remember... Or am I getting (laughs) it
1: confused? Because, you know what? We had a somewhat of a contortionist performer... When we were in a music video, yes, we did. So maybe I'm blurring it all together that we were, you know, maybe so on the edge of rock stardom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. I just remember there was a lot of partying in the movie. Right. All right. There yeah. you go.
1: I'm not. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. You know, some of this stuff was. I don't know.
0: But you're not I, sure if you I, totally believe it. Some well, of this. I, I want to say some weird. of it is hype, but it's like, well, it's also
1: very believable that this kind of stuff can happen.
0: Well, I don't think that I. I don't doubt the David Lee Roth things because I've heard plenty about. I mean, I think he's everybody's been pretty upfront about the fact that he was, you know, a horn dog, right? I well, mean, it's there. Well, who it's, isn't? It's it's <laughs> it's just being thrown at you. It's just he has opportunity, and, yeah, right, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, it's 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 notorious for rock and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's one band that uh, I watch a documentary on were notorious for not participating in any of that. They opened for Kiss, and Kiss was like, "Come on, we're gonna go party." They're like, "No, we're we're gonna go back to our hotel room."
0: You know what? I think that we need to do a show sometime, and and we'll talk about this. We'll talk about all the rockers who were. Um, see if, if we can find how many can we find that um, have had successful careers that were not horn dogs and weren't out there drugging and drinking and doing everybody and, yeah.
1: Well, the band I'm talking about is Rush. Okay, Rush were just regular guys. They're like, no, we're, we'll go back. There's a documentary on them where Gene Simmons, I think, either I think it was Gene Simmons, says, "Yeah, we were going to party with the girls and all that," and they were like, "No, we're just we'll just go back to our hotel room and watch some TV or something,
0: just, yeah. <laughs> have a bowl of oatmeal and soak my feet, or <laughs> have some
1: whatever. back bacon." <clears throat> So uh, th- they actually come up in, in some of the stories I'm going to share with you. Okay. So, so this is something that happened to me uh, a little over a year ago. Uh, but I start, I start, you know, I watch a lot of things on YouTube as we do. And there's all sorts of eclectic stuff that you run into. And one of the things that I ran into, and I think it's the weirdest thing, and I kind of got into it for a little bit, but then I was like, what? why am I wasting my time doing this? But it's uh, reaction videos. Okay. online that's where someone's either uh, I I learned about it when people were uh, reacting to uh new movie trailers of some of the new Marvel movies that were coming out you know about 5 years ago or so you know people are watching the trailer for the first time and their friend videos them or they're using the camera on the uh their laptop or whatever and they're you know and they're like oh my gosh look at oh that's it oh that's it. right yeah, I was, yeah. I, mean, I was like uh, that's no interest to me but I Still, we'll, we'll watch, you know, as we do on YouTube. I, I don't know. I assume everyone else watches YouTube like I do. You start watching something, and after a few seconds, if you don't have interest, you just move on to something else. You don't have to, there's no obligation to watch the thing till the end. Is that how you watch YouTube?
0: I, I don't watch it very much. I, I do research when we're going to be doing a show. I'm addicted to it. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I watch YouTube instead of any regular I, television. I watch things
0: that people, you know, usually it's, it's a recommendation. Somebody will say, oh, you know, do this, do that, go see that, here's a link. That oh, kind of okay. Thing. But generally, no, I don't go see, on there. I, u-
1: I use it for my television now. When I sit okay. down to watch television, I have certain channels on YouTube that I watch regularly. Their videos, and then I'll just uh, flip around to get something eclectic, you know, because I'm, I'm kind of a media guy that likes to keep on top of pop culture a little bit, mm-hmm. and so I'll watch pretty much anything. Well, one of the things that came up was these reaction videos. And one of them was on watching ACDC. And the title of it was uh, Rap Fan Reaction to ACDC Thunderstruck. OK. And I was like, well, let me, let me watch that. And the thing is is that I can't play any of that video. In fact, I will play a little bit of video now of just the music that that for this segment which Mm -hmm. i was gonna which which i was you know doing the show prep for the guy who did the video the original video he quit he only has one video up now he quit youtube because i guess he was getting flack for reaction videos and licensing or something like that
0: right which
1: didn't make sense to me because there's still tons of them out there so i don't know i don't know what the deal is but
0: maybe he had too many followers so so i think that if you have a lot of followers then you get on the radar
1: yeah, he did. He did have That's a lot of a So now we have in the background playing the ACDC dc Thunderstruck. Yep. Which is an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome video. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but mm-hmm. it is it is a live concert type of a thing. And I don't know if you can see. Whoops. I guess not. Oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay, bump my computer and the audio change. But anyway, so you can see the video. Yep. So it's pretty awesome. Anyways. So what they do is they feature the video full screen and they have the person in a small screen reacting to it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm a a huge ACDC fan. I love this video. It's a a concert-looking footage. It's obviously shot, you know, for the video. It's not an actual concert. But anyway, this guy is watching it and he is reacting to it. And it is, like you said, a rap fan. He's a young black man. And I always like to see the young kids, what they think of... My music from back in the day. He was like, "This guy's voice! Listen to that! I've never heard that. That is so raw." He goes, "Who's this guy?" And you know, Angus Young doing his uh, his guitar, and he's dressed as a schoolboy. He goes, Mm -hmm. "What kind of costume is that?" He's like, "In fact, I am getting chills (laughs) talking about this guy's reaction because Mm -hmm. it was like, this guy is totally getting it." Yeah, he was like, "Oh my god!" Look at what is, what, what is that guy doing with the guitar? What is he, you know, why is he in a school? Look at that crowd. Look at the thing. A di- it was unbelievable to me and it made me emotional and I was crying happy tears. Cause I was like, this guy is this is the first time he's ever heard of ACDC, not heard of, but heard this song, and he is seeing one of their greatest songs and a great video that shows their performance. And it got him. And I've i have I've seen ACDC live. Mm-hmm. I've seen them. It was unbelievable. Angus Young playing the guitar and doing his... It, it, it was just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was it was just fantastic. Yeah. and it, And it got me hooked to check out other videos of people. Watching. Hearing, yeah. And like you said, I mean, this is... The video, if you've ever seen it, the Thunderstruck video, it it, it is really an awesome video. And especially gets on a little bit later. I don't know if I can skip to it here when Angus Young is doing his guitar solo stuff. But, I mean, he looks... Angus Young, when he plays a guitar, looks possessed by the devil. Yes. his, I mean, his head's going. He's, you know, it's... Anyway... It was awesome. It was so awesome. I, I sent a link to it to one of my best friends who also went to ACDC with me back mm-hmm. in 1982. And it was just great.
0: And, and now it's gone.
1: And and yeah, that guy's video is gone. There's a whole bunch of other ones. While I was searching for it. There's other ones. I was like, you know what? I, it was that one guy's, his enthusiasm and everything. I was like, he gets it. Yeah. Look at this guy getting how awesome this is. This yeah. is and I cried happy tears. <laughs> So then I got away from that, but then I got back a little bit and to check out because, uh, you know, and I I featured this song before. Uh, This is Rush, Spirit of Radio, and I featured that on one Mm -hmm. of our other shows. And so I saw there was a Rush, Spirit of Radio reaction and analysis by vocal coach and opera singer. Oh, okay. And this this lady's channel is the Charismatic Voice, is, is her YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And this is her, we're gonna play a little bit of Rush and then listen to her analysis of it, where she is, again, claims to be, or, or is a vocal coach and an opera singer mm-hmm. listening to Rush for the first time yeah. and Spirit of Radio. And this is somewhere in the middle of, of her video, so we're gonna hear a little bit of Rush first. Okay. and then. Uh, By the way, the video is great. I think I featured the video. Mm -hmm. We talked about the video when I had it on the show. Again, listen to the lyrics.
0: Yeah, your honesty.
2: That was just her. That was her going... (laughs) Yeah. So there we go. A little more um, this is her a little it. more harshness a couple times in there and his attacks on honesty, especially, which is really interesting because this is one of the only spots in the lyrics um, where I felt it might uh, not have as much pep in it. You know, there's this uh, incredible love of the radio throughout in the lyrics. Right? You begin the day with a friendly voice. It sounds really lovely. And the magic music makes your morning mood. It sounds magical, right? Um, but then It's really just a question of your honesty. Yeah, your honesty. Um, I think that gets really interesting that he's repeating honesty and questioning it twice. Um, And uh, he's talking about there's a coldly charted before and one likes to believe in the freedom of music. So you start to get this idea that maybe he's questioning some interesting things about it. And right after that, we're going to go into Shatter the Illusion of Integrity. So there is a, a sort of, uh, undercurrent here of there's this incredible love for the radio, but there's maybe some questioning of commerce behind it. I'm not sure exactly what he's questioning, but which so, we've heard before. So that's by it, the way.
1: and that's what the song is about. Mm-hmm. And and just again, I'm getting
2: chills <laughs> just watching this little <laughs> clip
1: because she's seeing this for the first time, but she is getting it.
0: But so she's but she's commenting on the lyrics, right? And, Does she and, say much about his voice? I'm just yeah, curious. Yeah, about
1: his voice, the singing okay. stuff. I mean, her, okay. her video is uh, 20, almost 24 minutes long mm-hmm. to analyze it. And it's really good. And she just really gets into it. And again, it is someone. And look, I, I practically did this on our show. Mm-hmm. You know, I analyzed mm-hmm. yep. the lyrics and what it meant and what the song was about. Right. And here she's doing it. And she is totally getting it the first time. I never got it the first time. I listened to this song, you know, when I was a kid a few times. And I was like, oh, this is cool. But, you know, it wasn't until I, the the internet that had more people explaining it that I realized what the song really was all about. And this is her f- listening to it for the first time getting it. Yeah. And and it, she analyzes more stuff about their musical thing. It, she actually does. I think, I think you would like this channel because uh, she's actually really astute at it.
0: Well, as I was listening, I just have to say that I've not really thought. I'm I'm not a fan of Rush. I don't right. dislike them. I just don't like them. I'm just like, nah, whatever. Right. But he is a good example of a few different rockers who doesn't have. He let's see. I'm trying to think of somebody who has like an amazing voice. Uh, so the first one that comes to mind is Ann Wilson. Okay? Right. She's got an amazing voice, and right. I know that they're males male singers too, but hers comes to mind. Right. But Getty's, I mean, besides the fact that he's got like, you know, he's he's up there. He's Way got up, a, a right. high yeah, range. Um, but he's not a fancy singer. And that should give everybody that wants to be a singer, <laughs> wants to be <laughs> make some money doing it. Another. And I, you're not into the cure, but I'm just going to for those of you that that like like know who the cure is and listen. There's another good example of somebody. I swear he made his living making music and like sort of sliding into the key rather than like hitting it so anyway I just, that's just something i know right. so you're saying that
1: they're not dennis DeYoung, young they're not yes. uh, steve perry
0: thank you right but they're exactly. still amazingly
1: successful it, it, by they doing made it stuff. work anyway yeah yeah she actually uh compliments getty lee a lot on his singing Interesting. ability well so that's
0: what i was thinking where is she gonna go you gotta,
1: you gotta watch some of this all right, so the final one that I have for this mm-hmm. is this, the same lady, uh, the charismatic voice, and she is, for the first time ever, again, listening to Queensryche, Silent Lucidity.
0: Oh, okay, cool. And that's
1: a completely different song, yeah. and uh, so we'll play a little bit of the, that, and then, then she, she will stop it and then talk about it okay. again. And And this is a song that, you know, this for that era and everything, I still don't know exactly what the song's about, but I mean, it certainly is a very moody yeah. song, and I would say a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. So here we go. I agree.
0: It's a place where you will love Uh okay. I just get ready it's to, hard get to into place it. my
2: finger on exactly what it is, but this song feels incredibly emotional to me. i uh, I think it's partly having some strings in the background. I think strings often really tug at my heartstrings but I also um uh, it's his voice and the clarity. He's relating a story that is emotional, but he's not letting himself get too emotional in it he's allowing the person that is listening to
1: Okay. Hold well, on. We got an ad that came up, but, but that is it. See how she, she you can mm-hmm, see, mm-hmm. cause you're, you're watching the video with yeah, me. Yeah. You can see in her eyes that she is feeling the song Yes. and getting emotional, just, just listening to it and trying to analyze what's going on. Let's see if I can get Experience more of her.
2: it from where they're at. There's, um, there can be a fine line sometimes as a singer, between uh, telling a story that you're really emotional about and letting everything that you feel come out or having just a teensy bit of restraint and having it clearly felt, but letting another person feel and interpret that how they need to. I feel like he's writing that line um, perfectly because I feel like I'm experiencing and thinking about all kinds of life with it.
1: See, I mean, and, and I tell you, Watch So this video also is about 24 minutes long. Mm -hmm. I cried. (laughs) just a little tear there. I did (laughs) because it is an emotional song Mm -hmm. and she is getting it. Yeah. And you can tell she's feeling the song. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously a big difference between when we're listening to songs when we're driving or something like that or when we're sitting in our dark living room listening to songs or our bedroom when we were kids or something, you know, when we're isolating ourselves to actually allow ourselves to feel the music and she is and she's getting the song and and i gotta tell you a a tear a tear came down
0: it's you know what i'd like to know about this song right i wonder what it's like live do they always have an orchestra do they is it is it or they pipe it in And because that sounds very produced, overproduced maybe, but in a good way it needed to be done just the way they did it, but it is overproduced. In fact, I think I talked about this on another show that some people would say, for example, Metallica, I think it was when we were talking about the Beatles that, you know, we see that they evolved and they kept changing as rock and roll was changing or they were changing rock and roll. I don't know which one it is. I don't know if we ever decided, but, um, this is a different sound for Queensryche. Just like Metallica kind of started to change their sound, and some people said they were sellouts. So I just wonder what you I, know I, some people I, thought. I'm, of this I'm sure too. they had
1: they had stuff uh, recorded because I saw Queensryche when they were doing, and I look, folks. I mean this uh, in a very reverent way when they were doing the has been tour. Uh huh. That's that's when they you know it's 20 years later they're doing smaller clubs like yeah. House of Blues in Anaheim is where I saw them. Yeah. And it's great because you're up close instead awesome. of a big arena yeah, when you're far away. And uh, I saw them there, and there was no orchestra. There certainly okay. was the band. Yeah. In fact, I had a chance to go backstage, but I didn't because I was like, I, I don't know what I would say. And this right. is before we had cameras. So I was like, yeah. I, you know, if I had a camera, I'd you phone like we do now. I I, I got to get a selfie with, with Jeff right. Chait. Yeah. But otherwise, it was just like, I, I don't know what I would say to him. I mean, I yeah. only knew a, a handful of their songs, and they weren't. You know, it wasn't like my favorite band in the world, Def Leppard, where I would, mm-hmm. you know, dude. Right. Anyway, so <laughs> there you go. That was that was my story about, about watching a couple reaction videos brought a tear to my eye to and each, t- and each one And Tommy
0: and
1: Pamela. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for sharing that. Ooh. Well, here we go. All right.
1: It's time once again for Paranormal Corner. Are
0: you going to creep us out some more?
1: I am. So what I have here is I have the creepy kids. Now, we've done this segment before. Actually, a couple times before. But there is so much good stuff. There's so much of it that I thought I would uh, uh, revisit it and read you some of the creepy things that kids said. Now, again, this was uh, some kind of uh, online feed or something that someone said, you know, send your creepy stories and all that. And, and most of these are from uh, Europe, I guess, and England, because a lot of them say that my mom and stuff like that. So so that that's where all this comes from.
0: And there's a lot of creepy <laughs> people there. Right.
1: So, so this one says, uh, we nicknamed our daughter Spooky as she talked about two previous lives between the ages of three and five. After we had a car accident in which no one was hurt, she remained totally calm, saying her friend her, had told her it would happen and that we would be fine.
0: Oh, okay. So. I wonder how, she, wonder how she dealt with, um, or deals with having Spooky be her nickname. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right? Why would you do that to your kid? Yeah. I don't think I'd nickname my kid Spooky. Um,
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I don't know. I might.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I think that puts a lot of pressure on them or t- to or be something. spooky
0: or, t- to <laughs> or to not be spooky. <laughs> all
1: right. Hold on a second. I have a little technical issue here. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay. Sorry about that.
0: It's all right. Don't worry about it. Spooky. Okay, this
1: one says, uh, my toddler used to be woken regularly by the crying man and the angry lady, those are in quotes, who didn't pay any notice to him, but woke him with their fighting. On a visit to the local museum, we learned that his bedroom sat very precisely on the site of the town's old debtor's jail.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Whoa.
1: Very similar conversations, this is another one, says, very similar conversations when my son was very young. He used to say, quote, when I was Andre, unquote. then one day he was watching the cartoon Anastasia or Anastasia and pointed calmly and said, there, that's where I lived when I was Andre.
0: How old was the kid again? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. I mean, So I, I
1: guess don't... he saw a castle or some location yeah. that was in this uh, cartoon mm. or video. This one says, mine was restless one night, went in to cuddle. She started talking in another language. I asked, who are you talking to? She said, ancestors. I asked, who are you? She said, shaman. Then did a little bit of chanting. WTF is what it said on there. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. I don't know what I'd do if my kid all of a sudden started speaking another language. This one says, my son was almost three when we drove past Stonehenge, and he casually said, I helped build that. (laughs) whoa this says not quite the same thing but on three occasions we have visited somewhere and my husband has stopped and said I've dreamt being here on one of the occasions he said there was a butcher round the corner and there was but we had never visited that town before
0: whoa 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 (laughs) yeah Uh,
1: here's another one says a visitor once asked my five year old who had a mild speech defect at the time, why she thought people keep cats. She said, Cats eat wats, and wats do the whack death. She was dressed in a very affordable, frilly, fancy dress and didn't blink and was absolutely stone-cold terrifying. Wow. So clearly she's, you know, rats in the black death, which is the plague. Yep, yep. Wow. How did someone, a five-year-old.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would think a
1: five-year-old number one doesn't even go to school yet or if they do you don't teach that in kindergarten (laughs) when i was 14 weeks pregnant my oldest said the baby wants to come out now i told him the baby wasn't ready he replied no this baby is ready to come out now two days later i learned that i had suffered a silent miscarriage about a week prior
0: that one gave me the chills oh my gosh sad and creepy and weird
1: wow at three my daughter used to talk about when I wasn't her mummy and pointed out the Victorian Terrace house she used to live in and that despite never seeing a gun she'd been shot at sixteen months she put her arms up to an invisible person at forty three she still unwillingly sees dead people
0: holy heck (laughs) <laughs> well, I wonder if the kid that, like, said that their sibling was ready to come out now, I wonder if if this wasn't, like, recent, if they'll find, you know, as the years go on, that that kid is psychic. Right. Some right. kind of connection there.
1: All right. Let's see if I can get, uh, this one says, My two-and-a-half-year-old granddaughter speaks a second language that sounds Scandinavian. English is her language, but she'll break into this intricate language, and then she just grins at us. We need to tape record it. Yeah, that would have been nice to post (laughs) that. This one says, uh, when he was very young, my son saw a Roman soldier on TV and said, I had a sword like that when I was a man. He then proceeded to tell me a couple of random things about his life and family.
0: Just crazy.
1: Uh, This one says, my three-year-old daughter, who's now 26 once told me she wanted to grow up to be a daddy like me i said well you'll probably grow up to be a mommy she said no daddy i mean when i'm done with this body and it says so i'm a firm believer
0: interesting in
1: reincarnation Hmm. so there you go if you guys have uh, had any creepy things from kids (laughs) (laughs) be sure to be sure to uh let us know.
0: Yes. Yeah, and you guys, you know, you can go to Facebook, Instagram, at and Twitter
1: at Snack a Little, or you can call us on our listener line at five seven two. I'm sorry, that's not right. <laughs>
0: Jenna, I can't
1: read; it's my glasses. Nine zero nine. Nine zero nine. Wait, one more time. i <laughs> so good two, at this.
0: 278 zero nine
1: five seven two zero, zero two, two seven eight. eight. We'll get it right. <laughs> So I'm just creeped out by all the creepy kid stuff It's
0: going to be interesting You guys tell us if you ever had anything like that Or with your kids Why aren't we all doing weird things like that
1: And do you believe all those rock and roll stories That, that Jana shared
0: Yeah, or is it just a marketing ploy To make us, because we're all into bad boys Jana <laughs> Guys Be <laughs> right. sure to tell your friends Come on back